Welcome to my world, welcome to my world, walking into late night Cinemax, welcome to my world. Hello, you have reached the drug testing message for the U.S. Probation and Pretrial Services in the District of Oregon. With your telephone keypad, please enter your PAC number. You entered 85. If this is correct, please press 1. If it, you are not scheduled to report at this time. Yay. To hear these instructions again, please press 1. This is Brad's Cactus Shack episode 10.2, or would it be 10.1? I guess the original would be 10.0. Let's make it 10B. Yeah, that's it. Because I think this is going to be one that I don't release to the general public. Maybe I don't release it to anyone. Maybe I'll release it in the future. I'm not sure how I'm doing this. Because it relates to stuff that's going on right now. I know what you people are like. I don't want any trouble. Anyway, it's February 21st, 2018. And I just got back from drug and alcohol counseling. Why am I in drug and alcohol counseling? Hell if I know. I really don't know. I don't have a drug problem. I don't drink much alcohol. I drink pretty much like a normal adult. I know in my shows I go on and on about the massive amounts of Four loco I consume all day, every day, and all the weed pipes that I'm always knocking over in the floorboards of other people's cars, losing my weed pipe on the roof of 7-Eleven. Maybe that's why I'm in drug and alcohol counseling. Maybe they listen to the shows. But my probation officer, he had me sign some papers, like, you know, like for, for the whole uh, FBI thing that I'm involved in my crimes against humanity. I'm on five years of probation. I'm not allowed to use any illegal drugs. If I do, I could end up in prison or jail or whatever, which is fine because I've never used real drugs before. Like, I don't even think legitimately I've used real drugs before. I've just never needed any for anything. And of course, back in the, the phone show days, I was uh, drinking alcohol during the shows and stuff, but that was just a show thing. And on the Snowplow show, back when I used to do evening shows, I would drink during those sometimes. So my probation officer, like, like when I first started probation, I went into his office. He had me do the P-test thing. And I told him there would be a little bit of THC in there because THC is legal in Oregon for recreational use. And during the prior weeks, I was allowed to smoke marijuana. Me and What's-Her-Face smoked quite a bit. And he said that's fine as long as it comes back negative next month when I take a test. But he never had me take a test next month. I haven't taken any tests since back then. That was like four months ago. And this all seemed to start like maybe, I don't know, less than a month ago. My probation officer, he comes by the house every once in a while. Just make sure I don't have a bunch of guns lying around, I guess. Make sure I'm not running a brothel or anything. And he came over at 9 in the morning on Sunday. And I was still sleeping. The doorbell woke me up. I ran downstairs. I'm all groggy and stuff. And maybe he mistook my grogginess for being high on meth or something. Because a couple days later, he called and asked if he could stop by and have me sign some papers. I'm like, sure. And he had me sign a thing where I have to call a phone number every single day. That's the phone number you heard at the beginning of this show. And that's the number to find out if I have to report for urine testing to make sure that I'm not using drugs. And he also told me that the local drug addiction place would be contacting me soon for an evaluation. So yeah, maybe it had to do with that morning. I don't know. But really, you guys, I drink like a below average amount of alcohol for an adult. Generally, I have like a beer with dinner a couple nights a week. I rarely get drunk. I have not smoked weed since last year after I was done with all my court stuff and they told me I couldn't do that anymore. And I've never really used real drugs. 
I'm pretty boring. So a couple weeks after signing the paperwork, I was called in for the P-test. It came back negative, of course. And while I was there, they scheduled me for my evaluation, which was a week later. And I thought the evaluation went well. The girl interviewed me for like over an hour. She seemed nice. We talked about my past weed and alcohol use. I told her I was pretty sure I only smoked weed once during my 20s. I think I only drank like a couple times, which was true, by the way. That was pretty much true of uh, most of my 30s, too. I mostly started drinking after the phone show started, and I was just drinking during the phone shows. But the reason I started drinking at all is because I started going to karaoke with friends. You know, a normal adult thing to do. I drank responsibly. Usually I was the designated driver with the people I was going with. And I told this girl all this stuff. You know, most of my alcohol stuff was from 2010 to 2012. Told her my girlfriend and I smoked weed a few times a week the past couple of years. But once my probation started, we both stopped. Then we broke up, so I don't even have the, the influence around me. The bad influence. And I don't even hang around with anyone that smokes weed anymore. But I told her it's never been an issue in my life. I've never used real drugs. I've never had a DUI. I've never had drugs or alcohol interfere with my regular life stuff. So, of course, she signs me up for a 12-week addiction counseling thing. And I also took another urine test that day, which was clean. Big surprise there. So, tonight, I had my first session. And it's one of those group sessions that you see on TV and movies and stuff. Just people sitting around in a circle. I think there's about 15 of us total, maybe. And it started out with this lady, the group leader. We'll call her Maria. That's not her real name, though. So she comes in the room, talks to a few people before the class really gets going, and then class starts. She gets up on the whiteboard, and she writes, Maria sucks. Stares the room down for just a little bit, and tells us that somebody wrote that on an evaluation form of hers last week. On an anonymous evaluation form. And she tried to figure out who it was. So that's pretty fucked up. It's an anonymous evaluation form. And this seems really unprofessional. Like her, along with the class, tried to use process of elimination. Luckily, I wasn't a suspect since this was my first class. But everyone in the class was in on it. They're like, well, she wasn't here. He was here. It could have been him. And then, and then they named off the people who weren't here this week that were here last week. But holy crap, how fucked up is this? I'm guessing she's not a professional. Like, I don't know what the qualifications are for being a drug and alcohol group counselor person. But if they have anonymous forms, maybe there's a reason they're supposed to be anonymous. Maybe when someone criticizes you on an anonymous form, you shouldn't call them out in front of the entire class. I mean, holy shit, people that are on drugs, they're, they're like, you know, emotional people. They're going to lash out, say crazy things. People who are getting off of drugs, their emotions are a little bit out of whack. They can write Maria sucks if they want to. But, yep, so much for being anonymous. If I ever do one of those forms, I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to write that I do not feel comfortable criticizing Maria because I will be called out in front of the class. She will stare us all down, use the process of elimination, try and figure out who wrote it. Maria apparently does not have thick skin. She's a nice lady. Like, I'm not trying to say she's a shitty person, but that was just kind of fucked up, I thought. Half the class has to do urine tests, including me. Uh, we didn't get the results of the urine test tonight, but I'm sure it's negative since I don't use drugs. Holy shit, three urine tests in a matter of weeks now. And for two hours, I got to listen to sad stories about drug use. Lots of meth users, lots of DUIs, lots of discussion about specific ways to use meth that I had no idea about. Like, I didn't know you could drink and eat meth. It's really starting to make meth sound good. I think I'm going to start using meth, you guys. There's a bunch of arguments about which drugs are natural and which aren't. Like, there were these arguments, um, you know, between, like, weed and meth. 
weed is natural, so it's okay. The meth, it's manufactured, so I don't know. I guess they're trying to say that cocaine's all right. I don't know where that was going, but I pretty much just sat there for the entire two hours until the very end, like near the end. We went around the room, and everybody had to do a quick intro. And several people, they like mentioned how they keep getting sent back, and they don't understand why. Most of the people there, they it seems like they all have to pay for their own treatment, which, according to this paperwork I have here, is right around $750. But mine's paid for by the federal government. Thank God, because I've got enough to deal with right now. And a couple of different guys in there, they just outright said that they think it's a revenue stream for the city or something like that. Like this one guy, he was saying, yeah, they said I need to come back. And as he said, I need to come back. He was doing the uh, money in his palms motion, rubbing his fingers together. And that's the only thing that makes sense. Like, why am I in a drug and alcohol counseling class? I am so confused. I read in the paper a few weeks ago something like, um, man, I don't remember the numbers, but the marijuana tax from Oregon is going to go to one of the addiction centers or the addiction center is trying to get some of the marijuana tax money. I don't know how all this stuff works, but it, it seems like like maybe they need to sign up a lot of people to keep the centers open and to keep their jobs secure. I mean, that $750 that they're getting out of me, that's going to pay for a couple of employees for a week or two. I mean, I don't mean to sound like a conspiracy theorist here, but I sure didn't seem alone in thinking this is all about the money. It kept getting brought up. So we go around the room. Everyone tells their stories. They get to me. I'm like, hey, I'm Brad. I'm here because my probation officer said I needed to come here and do this. I assume to make sure that I'm not using drugs. And Maria asks, did I say her name was Maria? I can't remember now. Maria sucks. Yeah, that sounds right. But she asked, but what led to you being here? And I told her, unauthorized computer access. I logged into a computer database. I wasn't supposed to be in it, and I was arrested for that last year. And Maria looks confused. She's like, so where do the drugs or alcohol come in? And I said, I don't know. I've never used drugs. I've never had a DUI. I've never had anything close to a drug or alcohol problem. I've had three urine tests now. They've all come back negative. I don't know why I'm here. And it's kind of funny. Maria's like looking over her paperwork all of a sudden, trying to like find my file, I think. I think I said at some point, yeah, I think they made a mistake. And one of the guys, one that was talking about the money, is like, oh, I know why you're here. <laughs> it's all about the money. And the others in the class, you know, they're all talking. They think it's hilarious. And they're asking me for other details about my case. And the guy that was saying it's all about the money, I'm like, well, the feds are paying for it. So I guess it's easy money for this place. And Maria just kind of looks up at me for that one. <laughs> and we move on to the next person. But the whole thing was pretty comical. I said, I'm pretty much dead weight around here. I'm just here to do my 12 weeks. I'm just going to make the best of it. Like the girl that evaluated me, she said, well, maybe your counselor will decide you don't have to do the full 12 weeks. So maybe that'll happen. Maybe I won't have to do a full 12 weeks. But as it is, like the evaluation, I think that was like $175 just to talk to this girl for two hours. And I think maybe every urine test is 50 bucks. Here, let me find the paperwork. I've got it right here. Let, let's read over some paperwork. Oh, yeah, my, my uh, goal number one, maintain abstinence from all alcohol and illicit drugs during the entire treatment. And there's a bunch of subcategories under that. So I can't have a beer with dinner. Like, that's my main thing. I have a beer with dinner. And not even every night. It's like two or three nights a week. And yes, every once in a while, I will get a Four loco and I'll sit up here and listen to a prank show. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm like 45 right now. But that's a rare thing. You know, I, I really, I'm just not into drinking. I'm into being productive, and drinking interferes with that. Uh, goal two, integrate information and program skills into your behavior. Complete individual treatment plan assignments. Turn, in, in, turn them into your counselor. 
at the beginning of group sessions. We didn't get any plan assignments this last time. Maybe that's the thing where I get to say that I'm afraid to criticize her because she's going to tell me what a shitty person I am in front of the entire class. I wish she would have figured out who it was because that would have been interesting to see happen. does not seem like a safe place, you guys. Offer helpful feedback to group members. Share feelings with the group regarding your consequences of drinking or using drugs. Be honest with the counselor, staff, and group members. I've done that. I'm like, I don't know. I don't drink. I don't use drugs. I, I don't get it. Goal three, demonstrate responsible behavior. Um, it says pretty much the same stuff as goal two, you know, participate in group sessions. Be respectful. Interlock devices. Is that those things you have to use in your car to blow into? A failed blow may have delayed consequences, but can... Oh, maybe they have them there. So, like, if you smell like alcohol, they have you blow into a thing. Wait, no. If you report failures to your counselor and give a drug screen sample immediately, it can demonstrate the earliest abstinence restart date in this... Okay, yeah, I don't know. It's for people that have had DUIs and have those things in their car that you can't start your car unless you blow into the thing. You know, like on 40-year-old virgin. That was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, let me flip a few pages here. Diagnostic assessment, $150. Minimum number group sessions, 12 at $50 each. Minimum number of individual sessions, one at $50 each. Oh, same price. Required service conclusion discharge session cost, $75. And the urine test, the pee test, they cost uh, $20 to $45 each, depending on the kind of test. You can expect a minimum of one per month. But she's talking like one per session, like, you know, every week, every week that I go there. And I'm probably going to go there every single week. Just get it over with. So let's see. 12 times $50. That is $600 plus the 150. That's 750. My individual session is another 50. My discharge session, 75. That's $875. Holy crap. And the, the P-test, $20 each. I don't know. So, like, here, let's let's just say it's $20. It says between $20 and $45, but let's say $240. Ah, shit, I already forgot my thing. It's over $1,000. It's $240 just for the, the urine test, weekly urine test. Maybe they give me less as the class goes on, but whatever, you know, almost 1000 bucks. That's fucking insane. And I don't, I don't even do anything. It's crazy. That's the worst part. I, I shouldn't be in there. Like, I've had to deal with a lot of stuff since I've gotten arrested that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But that stuff was my fault, you know? I committed a stupid crime, got myself into this mess, but this is the first thing that just makes absolutely no sense at all to me. The whole thing is just stupid, but I've decided I don't mind being there, you know? It's interesting. It's like two hours out of my week, but the people in the class, they're interesting people. I enjoyed talking with a few of them. They seemed super amused by me being there. I thought they'd be like, oh shit, it's an outsider. What's he doing here? Don't talk to him. But no, they're all pretty nice. It's not like I can't spare a couple hours a week for the next 12 weeks. But it just seems like this huge waste of time for me. A waste of like $1,000 for the federal government. And a waste of addiction and counseling resources that could be used for some of those other people. Because there's people in there that they definitely need it. I'm mostly just annoyed though that I can't have a beer. Like a normal adult. What do you guys think? Is this some crazy conspiracy that I'm involved in? Am I just in denial of my severe two beers a week drinking problem? I hope they have me talk some more because it was kind of fun. I can be like, yep, I was up to two beers, sometimes three a week. I'm going to feel like I'm making fun of everyone there, but I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell them exactly the impact all of this drug and alcohol use has had on my life. 
You know, when I first met my probation officer, I had to sit in this waiting room and fill out this questionnaire. It was, I don't know, maybe three or four sheets long. And it was just a list of statements. And you have to check one on the end of everything. Like, this does not apply to me. This does apply to me. This applies to me greatly. Or maybe it was like, I agree. I strongly agree. I strongly disagree. Something like that. And most of the questions seem to have to do with drug abuse problems. Like people that are in there for drug-related crimes. And really, I just didn't know how to answer half of them. And I told him that when I gave him the thing. But maybe that's just all the probation office is equipped for. That's all they know how to deal with. They're just like, what the hell do we do with this guy? He just makes prank calls. I know. Let's put him in a 12-week drug and addiction counseling program. That'll fix everything. Maybe that's why I'm really there, because I'm addicted to prank calls or something. I wish I could remember some of those questions. They had to deal with the community. And it never said specifically what community they were talking about, but it was obvious they were talking about the drug community because you're not allowed to hang around with the drug community anymore once you're on probation for your drug use. I can't wait for next week, though, and, and like for the assignments they give me. Like, what are the assignments going to be? Am I going to have to do worksheets and stuff? I bet you those are going to be fun. It's just weird. The whole thing's weird. Do you like the taste of cold beer? Damn straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, looks like I've got two intoxicated minors here. I'm gonna have to give you boys a sobriety test. You have the right to remain silent. <laughs> you have the right to shut up or I'll kick your ass. We don't care. We want to We want to We